Salutations, Scoob Believer. Do you have a dream of becoming an entrepreneur, but don't know where to start or even what to do? Where can I gather information quickly about what's in my zone of genius? Don't worry, Scoob Believers. I got you covered. Go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI prompt and check out an amazing set of AI prompts that will give you ideas, information, and articles to help you get across that start line. Once again, go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI prompt to get you started now. Good luck, Scoob Believer. Undiscovered Entrepreneur, episode number 31. And now for something completely different. To the Undiscovered Entrepreneur, the podcast where brand new entrepreneurs come to life and could quite possibly be discovered. Join me, DJ Scoob, and the rest of the Scoob Believers as we help these new businesses become a reality. And now, away we go! Now join the coaching of Meatloaf the Piercer, along with DJ Scoob, already in progress. What I'd like to do here is now I want to understand your your entrepreneur's adventure is uh, your tattoo artist and a piercer, correct? Um, I'm a body piercer, and it's my wife who's a tattoo artist. Okay, but well, I we're basically stuff. a team. Yes, awesome. Yeah, that's it's always nice to be able with somebody to do that with, especially when it's your spouse. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We work uh, at the same facility together and, um, and have done so off and on for pretty much our entire 20 year relationship. Nice. That's amazing. That's always nice. What I like to do here is just kind of, I'm going to kind of talk with you a little bit and just kind of be here to answer any questions you have about uh, your entrepreneur adventure and just see what you have on mind. So tell me a little bit about exactly which I know you, I know you're a piercer and a tattoo artist. But kind of explain how that all worked out and how that kind of came about. Okay. Well, um, I uh, actually didn't see myself uh, living the life of an artist. I uh, worked in a demolition crew company uh, right out of high school. And uh, a gentleman that I worked with named Rich uh, said one day he was going to open a tattoo shop and that I would be his piercer. He manifested this idea. And somehow he made that into a reality. Uh, he eventually learned a tattoo, opened a shop. And when all that came about, he offered me the position to uh, become, first learn to become his piercer. And just one foot in front of the other, that's how that became. And uh, in doing so, it's how I met uh, my girlfriend and now wife, uh, Mandy, uh, and how our relationship and business adventure kind of blossomed going forward. That's amazing. It's amazing how you can be like being doing one thing and then suddenly you're a piercer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> out of the blue, out of nowhere. Yeah, it's uh and I and I do honestly still have a fear of needles. I don't want to get shots or draw get my blood drawn, but yet, you know, artistically I can perform uh things with needles on other people without question. <laughs> as long as it's on other people and not yourself, right? Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. 
All right, so Anthony, tell me what's on your mind. I mean, can you give me a, just a couple things you'd really like to talk about in your entrepreneur adventure, and some things that kind of that you're having trouble with? Well, when it comes to uh, my wife and I, we're we're more than just uh, her tattoo artist and me a body piercer. Um, we also have a uh, enamel pin business and sticker business uh, called Rebel Art Empire, mm-hmm. um, and Rebel Art Empire, uh, Mandy, uh, my wife designs very Star Wars themed uh, enamel pins, stickers, and and we sell them on Etsy. Um, something that happened on accident during the pandemic that now has become, you know, a, a, a business and moving forward, you know, that's where we, we see ourselves moving forward is not, you know, me poking holes and her scribbling on people, but yet putting um, our art in, uh, well, her art and me just packaging it up. Um, <laughs> You know, in people's homes, you know, all over the world, tattooing and piercing, our reach isn't as big as, you know, we have clients purchasing us from Etsy as far as Australia um, and other sides of the globe, which, and just to have almost all 50 states, possibly all 50 states to have our art. That's really where our goal is, is to really create a uh, future entrepreneurship that as we get older, you know, we have something that is going to keep going forward and not fizzle out. All right. That's amazing. That is awesome. So how did that come about? I mean, that has to have be a story in itself, isn't it? It, it is. Uh, and I think I can make it uh, uh, quick and simple. Um, we had uh, tickets to go to uh, Chicago Star Wars Celebration in 2019. And uh, Mandy, my wife, had saw on uh, Facebook a group called the Swag Crew. And the Swag Crew was a group of Star Wars individuals that created art. And they didn't sell it at Star Wars Celebration. They just gave it away. Mm-hmm. And, and and it was just a way to interact with strangers, make friends. And then they would have these like trading opportunities going on set at certain times and even in certain rooms. And my wife being an artist, she wanted to make stuff to just pass out and give away. And then going forward, the next Star Wars celebration uh, was announced that would happen in 2020, which, as we know, would get uh, rescheduled because of COVID. Well, we created, not we, she created stuff that uh, we would pass out. And when COVID had happened, we just sat on this merchandise. And it was like, well, she wanted to still create. So Rebel Art Empire was born. We started putting it out for sale to finance the next set of stuff that was meant to give away. And we wanted to keep that idea going forward. So in our business, no matter what you buy from us, we are giving you almost an equal amount, if not more than what you spent uh, price tag wise for free just from ordering from us because we're grateful and thankful. And that's kind of our business motto is to share, share a little more than what you asked for. All right. That's great. Um, do you have it like a tagline or something like that? Like words that kind of describe who you are and what you, what you do? Like, cause my tag, I'm like, my tagline is I can, I am, I will, and I'm doing it today. Um, I like that too, by the way, that is actually uh, something that really uh, attracted to me to your podcast is uh, what your son had uh, wrote, right? Right. That's exactly right. 
So yeah. do you have anything yeah, like I've, that? Because in everything that you explained to me just now, I can hear like you coming up with something like that for yourself that you can actually use as an umbrella term that people will know you by. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I, I don't have, a, you know, uh, an exact tagline other than, you know, my nickname and, you know, Meatloaf the Piercer, which is my handle across social media, but as uh, something to leave that positive taste in your mouth, I don't, and I should. That's, I think that's something that will definitely help your business. Um, it's helped me. People recognize me, just like you said. Um, having something like that would be, I think would be beneficial just like even at a starting point, cause that you can use that as, as a main pillar building block. Your everything is, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, and that's with Mandy and myself, uh, you know, being, uh, entrepreneurs, you know, we're, we're trying to, uh, be a known name, but when it comes to like social media and even exposing ourselves personally, for some reason, we're both very shy at that part. You know, so there's a, you know, a lot of people, a lot of brands out there will post themselves with their brand. And that's something we rarely, rarely, rarely do. So um, it sounds to me, you know, what's funny is you seem to me when I first like talked to you on social media and that kind of thing. You seem to seem like a very much an extrovert, but you talking to me face to face right now, explaining things you are, or you're, you know, the way you're explaining things, you sound more like an introvert at the same time. And, uh, I agree. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Getting out of your comfort zone of being, I understand being an introvert and an extrovert. I understand how that works. I am very much an extrovert no matter what I do, where I go. That's just how I am. But being able to get out of that comfort zone of being an introvert is might be something you have to think about when you're wanting to build up the entrepreneur side of what you're trying to accomplish. Now it doesn't have to be great grand videos and whatever, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be huge, but just like give somebody, somebody an idea that there's a face behind what's going on. Yeah. That's what I notice. Um, at least when I recognize everyone else's uh, foot forward of their brand, I'm seeing them. I'm seeing the man and woman behind the curtain. And um, I, I always kind of wished, uh, especially my wife being the artist, and we're both equally shy uh, when it comes to that aspect. And in the tattoo shop where, you know, I'm piercing and she's tattooing, it's a whole different attitude. And, and, I, and I always tell my clients, if I see them outside of work, I seem shy and very uh, to myself. But in person, they feel I'm this outgoing, fun, extra wild, energetic person. And I tell them that's just a character I play at work. And something I really need to add to my social media content as well, even at, at a small percentage. So, yeah, people do see uh, not necessarily me, but when it comes to Rebel Art Empire. Uh, my wife, and then as a jewelry salesman, because I am that as well, it is nice for people to say, "Hey, uh, I recognize that guy. He sold me uh, my my gem sparkly." That's good. Okay, so um, anyway, keep keep in mind about you know kind of getting out of that comfort zone. Um, the other thing too, what I'd like to ask is, uh, what are you trying to accomplish with your business, and what have you tried so far, and where are you getting stuck? Well. I guess 
what I'm trying to accomplish is enough, well, I guess enough revenue to keep coming in to where if there was another global pandemic, I can and we can survive, you know, creating art from home. Um, but going forward, more of a financial um, uh, reassurance of, you know, once we're too old to uh, deal with the public, eventually, you know, no one's going to want old man meatloaf to do their belly piercing. And who's to say that uh, my wife is going to have uh, a straight of a, a line going forward 10, 20 years and with a digital tablet to help with her art, there's an autocorrect button. Now, if a line looks a little squiggly, that yeah. fixes that. There isn't that on skin. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that'll come eventually. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that's, you know, really is, is, is more of, you know, what can her and I put forward where, you know, we artistically will be able to create. I may not be able to put it on paper, but I do feel I'm a good positive influence on ideas that help her transform those ideas to images, which become T-shirts, enamel pins, uh, stickers is our number one seller. We try to keep things fair priced and, you know, you can get a sticker sent to your house for less than three bucks. It's kind of a, an easy purchase for Etsy, which isn't profitable on our end, but we enjoy it. So you know, we need to increase all those other revenues to try to uh, not give away her art, essentially. Right. Do, doing something you can give away for free and feel good about it, that's that's beyond any kind of money that you can get. So I completely feel you there. That's why I do my podcast. It's the same thing. It's something I could do to give to other people to help them out. But at the same time, they're starting to learn who I am and what I'm about and things of that nature. And as far as the money comes – you know, the money is a byproduct of the services and the people that you talk to. So, so it really kind of boils down to that more than just money. And I think you realize that. And that's awesome because yeah. you're so far from what I'm hearing. That's exactly the right moves to be doing. Well, that's always been both of us is, uh, you know, we want to be more giving. And if uh, we were financially able to, we would give everything. away. You know, right. if that was what we were able to do, you know, we want to. We the, And that was where that swag crew really influenced us was it was such an amazing experience that strangers just wanted to give you things. Mm-hmm. And and, and I, I can't even put into words, you know, some of the heart behind hand stitched stone made things, not just a printed third party company artwork. You know, some people put their blood, sweat and tears just to hand you something that will forever change you on the inside. And that's what, and, and that's where our, you know, business kind of stemmed from. And we want those roots to always be there where you don't feel like you just gave money to the man, but, you know, you supported a small business and by doing so, you know, we shared the wealth and put an extra smile on your face. You know, just our reviews alone on Etsy, uh, I would say half of them, is the about the bonuses, not what they bought from us, that they like, you know, what it done for them. And some people have even reached out and said, you know, how they needed that little extra boost of positivity that just, you know, made their day for that moment. And, you know, we're just a store selling stickers. 
And to get that, that type of, uh, you know, response is, is, is everything to us. And that's what we want to go forward is we don't want that to ever stop. We want to be able to create and create positivity along with create sales. All right. Well, you're doing the right thing. You're definitely doing the right thing. And I see you going the right direction of that so far. So that's awesome. Okay. I think I have enough to work with here. A um, couple things. Uh, one thing that kind of sticks out in my mind, first of all, is um, so the stickers and whatever you're making, is it all Star Wars themed, right? Um, for the most part. Um, her art goes all, all over. But yes, our Etsy store is 100% uh, Star Wars. Others had one like frozen poster print once. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, and this is more of a curiosity for me more than anything else, but do you run into or have you thought about copyright infringements and how that could possibly be an issue? Well, um, so because it's all her version of the art, um, we've actually uh, received uh, a, a letter from a uh, major uh, company manufacturer, a season assist on a particular item that we had put out in our store. And uh, it was the lettering, not the imagery. Her okay. version of the imagery is her version, just like how she does tattoos. Because uh, she doesn't trace anything or color anything line for line. If she sees the Mona Lisa, it's her version of the Mona Lisa, not copy version of theirs. And when the, the season assist that, uh, and it was through Etsy as well, um, was based on the lettering and uh and the funny thing is, is the the that particular merchandise wasn't available yet because it was a new show coming to uh, one of those networks. And um, she matched the lettering before they even had did it. So it was just and, 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 and she's things. a tattoo artist. Yeah, she does yeah. lettering for a living. So it was uh, a little more than luck. You know, she knows how the, the brand works and kind of one opted her on her own and it was a little too close. So right. it was something we couldn't sell, but we could easily just give it away. So uh, we only had a hundred of a certain button and every one of them just became a free item included with purchases. Awesome. Okay. That's always the one thing, especially when it comes to something like Star Wars or, or Disney or anything like that. That's one of the first things that come across my mind, obviously is copyright infringement and things of that. Like my guys here, this is supposed to be Scooby Doo, but Scooby Doo is a pug because I don't I don't want to use Scooby Doo's likeness because it's owned by Warner Brothers. Yeah. So what I did is I turned Scooby Doo into a pug, and that's my logo right there. So <laughs> I always worry about that though. So so what have you done so far up to this point? You have the Etsy store, right? Have you yep. done anything else to 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 get your products out into the public besides the Etsy store and say social media? Um. Well, uh, February uh, of next year, 2023, uh, we have our first uh, convention um, okay. in T Toledo, Ohio is a uh, two day uh, comic book and it's a very smaller comic book uh, con convention toy show uh -huh. uh, called Fantasticon. And that will be our first actual booth. And uh, because because we have so much um toys and stuff just surrounding us that takes up a lot of space i didn't get your typical art booth that would be in the 
the artist area selling just our pins, we're going to have a toy booth selling massive amounts of Star Wars collectibles and have our booth of merch, of stickers, uh, T-shirts, which aren't even on our Etsy store, art prints that aren't always available on our Etsy store, more that we sell uh, in shop to uh, clients. And um, we're uh, that's going to be our, our first small step into uh, possibly traveling and doing it out of state. We're located in Michigan, uh, just in the greater Detroit area. And Toledo, Ohio is about uh, less than an hour drive for us. So it, it feels very uh, local still. Um, right. This, uh, this upcoming weekend is the Motor City Comic Con, which isn't far from us either. Uh, we do not have a booth, but we do plan on trying to attend um, possibly next Sunday, a week from today, and just randomly giving away some of our uh, swag, as we would call it. And, and everything would have our brand name. And in and, and hopes uh, that those people would take photos of it, post it on social media, tell a friend. And in our 20 years as in the body art industry, our main way of promoting ourselves has always been word of mouth. You know, we started at the brink of social media. You know, my first account was on MySpace to tell people that I was a piercer. And we always wanted other people to post on MySpace and talk about us and keep it more like a secret society and a uh, not everyone was welcome, even though everyone is type mentality. That's kind of how we feel even with our business. We kind of want you to talk about us more than us to say, hey, we're over here. Right, right. That's the way to do it, too, because, I mean, being able to hear it from actual person instead of like looking it up is a lot more it, it just does a lot better for you. It's more credible, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's good to hear you doing trade shows. That was actually going to be one of my, uh, one of my suggestions. Um, but looks like you already hit that. That's, and that's great. Um, let me ask you this question. Have you, or have you ever heard of or started an email list? Um, I, I am familiar, um, on my personal website, meatloafthepiercer.com for my piercing, I do have a function where people can sign up for on there. Um, and I have yet to uh, figure out how to access that on the, the back end um, where that even is. Uh, my original web designer that uh, was a personal friend of mine that set my website up has since become um, very high in demand in the computer world. Where I can't afford his services anymore, and uh, I, I've never even uh, figured it out. So, no. To answer your question, um, no, I haven't done that yet, and uh, we have no uh, mass emails sent to anyone other than what Etsy provides. Right, right. So, can you at least get a get them on the phone and say, "Hey, can you tell me how to get to my emails that you gave me?" <laughs> Just find. A way to do it. I mean, he should at least be able to tell you how to get to your emails without charging. It's it's his website, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, he would. Um, he's just uh, a very busy, busy guy with uh, his uh, family life now. He's got two little ones, and uh, he's always working remotely. He's no longer in Michigan, uh, where uh, where I know him from. He's a friend from high school that has uh, since went on to bigger, better, greater things. Um, very well accomplished. Um, web designer, computer, uh, all around guru at this point, um, okay. that 
I almost feel embarrassed that uh, I, I, I don't know how to do it yet. And I'm sure, uh, I'm, I'm sure it's, it's more simple than I, than I uh, give it credit for. And I don't know why, but I went backwards with computers. I, I started in the beginning trying to learn it as it evolved. And then it just went so far forward that I couldn't keep up. Yeah, I feel like that sometimes too. Like things are advancing just so much faster than I can handle that it just kind of gets away from you. Yeah. Uh, and this is only maybe my third or fourth uh, Zoom. I've had the app on my phone and uh, and I have it on my computer and I wasn't really sure if I you know, if I wanted to do it on the computer, if I wanted to do it on the phone, what was going to be the easiest. Um, I know with my phone, I can connect my uh, Bluetooth headpiece. So I figured that would be the easiest for both of us communicating anyway. Uh, it doesn't matter at all. It accomplishes the same thing no matter where you do it. So it's it's perfect. Whatever you're comfortable with is good. That's what, that's what works. Something that kind of comes out in my head uh, for this particular point, especially the trade show. The trade show is actually going to be a great opportunity for you to build an email list. So what I would do uh, while you're in that trade show, if you have, it sounds like you're going to have some giveaways in that first trade show that's coming up. Yes. Um, I would actually... In some in some way, shape, or form, have something they could fill out on the receipt or something where they can leave their email list for you know future deals or something along those lines, and start your email list. Yeah. Or you you're, you were just about to say it. They get their free swag if they sign up for the email list. Well, you yes, but sometimes people are a little guarded about their email address. So I think more people are going to be apt to give you an email miss if you give give them an option. Okay. Of giving email. I think they're they're going to be more willing. Is I mean, if you say, "Hey, can I have your email?" instead of "Hey, give me your email and I'll give you this free whatever." But yeah. I mean, this is a whole different crowd that I'm used to. So you know, be, do, use your better judgment if you think those people are going to be more apt to give you an email. If you know, like you were talking about, then cool. I think you're actually right because then it just seems like I'm giving you something and I'm just going to sell it off. But, you know, if they feel rewarded, like, Hey, I like you. Yeah. I, I want you to have my email because I want more of what you have to offer. Exactly. And the, the emails that you get are going to be more credible that way. Exactly. Yeah. Cause I, I know in the past of uh, the free uh, thing at a sporting event, I didn't always give them the correct address to get the free uh, gift. Yeah. Exactly. I, I came across a lot of that when I sold cars because I'm a 16-year car salesman. We'll have this free giveaway. They'll just come in and take the giveaway and go home because they don't want to book. They don't want to buy a car. They just want the free stuff. So yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of the same thing. So um, the trade show is going to open a lot of doors for you as far as getting email addresses, getting your name out there. So it's definitely a great step. Um, do you have? And any of your stickers or business cards or anything like that, do you have a QR code that goes to your website? Um, not a direct QR code, but we'll have the printed website or uh, the recommended hashtag uh, usually on on everything. So what I've noticed lately is um, having a QR code that goes directly to your website or something that goes to, say, uh a free giveaway or something like that to get your name onto people's phone directly is a lot more effective. 
Okay. So, like, if I do a hashtag, okay, hashtag, blah, 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 somebody actually has to type that out on their phone to go to wherever, right? But having a QR code, you just stick it underneath their camera, and they click, and they're there. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I do the same. I do the same thing for my um, when I'm talking to somebody about my podcast, and they say they're interested in my podcast. So I say, here, scan this. Boom! I hit a button. It's a pops up on Spotify right there, and they follow me on the spot. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Reducing the friction of people getting to where you want them to go is a huge, huge saver. So the less friction it is to get to somebody to your website or get to somebody to your stickers or something like that, the better off you're going to be. Yeah, that makes actually uh, more sense because, you know, I'm more likely to uh, scan it with my phone now when I see those QR codes than physically type, you know, hey.com. So, yes, I I agree. And without even thinking about it. So, yeah, that's 100 percent right. All right. So. Try to incorporate that into whether it be your stickers or just a business card or just, you know, I just have a picture on my phone. I have a picture of the QR code on my phone. It's like, here, boop, there it is, right? So, like, as you're walking around, like the um, the giveaway you're going to do at the next convention, keep that QR code on your phone or on a piece of paper or just something where you can just say, here, scan this. As they're getting their free, you know, stickers or whatever. Hey, you like that? Here, scan this real quick. You don't even have to tell them what it is. Just here, scan this real quick. Okay, sure. Boop. You know, whatever. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then it's in their history. Uh, they're, it's yeah, it's there on their phone forever. And as as it comes up on their phone, that gives you an open door to talk about what you do. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a one of the things for the trade show. Because, you know, my wife, again, being very shy and, uh, you know, uncollected, she she's actually thinking about dressing up as like maybe an Ewok or something to avoid any type of uh, communication where, you know, then I would become the face and uh, the talking point. And <laughs> so, so so she might dance with a giant QR code. Hey, whatever works, as long as you can scan it. <laughs> yeah, It's funny how uh, a lot of these pa- famous people that are introverts will actually do that. Dead Mouse does that, where he has the yeah. huge head, right? The reason he does that is because he, he um, he's an introvert so much he doesn't want to, like, show his face so much. So he puts on this mask. Same thing for Marshmallow. Marshmallow does – I'm an EDM guy. Uh, Marshmallow does the yeah. same thing where he puts the mask on, whatever. So, you know, who knows? That might work for her. <laughs> we were married in our Halloween costumes wearing masks. Oh, nice. Yeah, my son was actually married on Halloween. That's right. It's coming up. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah. So when it comes to the trade shows, you want to take as much advantage as possible of the contact you're going to have and get your name out there. So that's a couple of good ways to be able to do it. Um, building up your email list. This is that's one good way to do it. There's other ways to do it too, but I think that would be a great first step for you. Now, um, as far as after you collect the emails, what do you do with them? Right. Yeah. So yeah. there's there's uh, there's a company uh, called ConvertKit. Okay. And um, they actually have. I th- I personally think the easiest, best way to give emails and then do email blasts from those emails. And then you could also time emails 
to where you could do, you know, you have the first welcome and then in two days have another email. Then three days after that, have another email. And then on the seventh day, have a final email. So you get this like um, funnel you can do. Like okay. on that seventh email, then you could sell a, sell a product of some kind. So you have three or four emails to build up who you are, what you're about, and things of that nature. And then that last email could be like a, a sales pitch of some kind. Well, that, uh, that definitely is a good way, especially when it comes to announcing our new merch. And uh, especially um, for the people that are interested enough to want to know about it first. Because... Some sometimes every uh, some of our items are limited to how many we do, and we uh, sign and number them just like an art print. So an email list like that, especially for people that are most interested in our brand, and then that'll give uh, other people the desire to want to be on that list. Exactly, exactly, and keep people up to date. And I only have a hundred of these. Who wants them? Right, that kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's awesome. So I would definitely look into ConvertKit and see if that's something you could work with. They're pretty inexpensive. They have a lot of great um, templates to work with. Uh, and I think your first 300 email subscribers is free for the first 60 days or something like that. So you can okay. kind of play with it a little bit and kind of figure things out. Um, they have good tutorials and there's a ton of YouTube videos on how to use it. Great, great. That's good info. So um, the other thing, um, um, building a community, I think would be super beneficial for you. It sounds like you're kind of building a community already. Uh, we we do have a small uh, following that you know are interested in what uh, we do. Yes. So like. What would be good is to just actually every once in a while reach out to somebody in that community that you have contact with and just say hello to them or, hey, you know, what do you think of this or or that kind of thing. I don't know if you do that already or not, but like th there's a difference between like doing it on Twitter where it's just a DM. Yeah. But like when you get their email list, if you're seeing that they're opening your emails and they're, they're responding to you and things like that, that's the type of person you want to start kind of like, hey, you know, how you doing? This is me. That kind of thing. But building a community is, is a good way to um, get your name out there because pretty soon these people in their community are going to talk about to their friends about you and so on and so on. Um, so, I mean, I've started one on Facebook. It's not very big. Um, but there's other programs like Circle that you could get that uh, helps build community too. So they all have one person to go to and then everybody, since everybody's kind of talking about the same subject, tattooing and piercing, they're able to talk to each other as well as, as you. And that okay. starts to grow that way. Makes sense. And then when that community starts building up, you can actually start used, uh, selling to this community because they're all talking to each other and you're basically the leader of this community. So you could start selling exactly. off. Exactly. Now, it sounds like what you want to accomplish, ultimately, in the end, you're going to have to start up a couple multiple streams of income. So it's not going to be just the stickers and that kind of thing. There's going to need to be other things that are associated with what you're accomplishing to uh, to make multiple streams of income. Yes. The couple of things that come to my mind when it comes to multiple uh, streams of income is um, how-to videos. Okay. So like 
these stickers that she that she is physically making these stickers or making these what is she actually physically making and that's part of your uh, business yeah she's doing uh the the digital uh version of the art to uh have a third party company print for us and this third party company um is as uh, no minimum so anyone could uh easily use it um stickermule.com um oh, which yeah. uh, you can have your sticker done yeah they're they're real big at advertising they offer great deals if you sign up for their email list actually it's pretty amazing and worth yep. being a part of um but yeah i never just thought about it out loud um but uh <laughs> that they actually have a lot of good tutorials that um are, are a little bit more complicated for um you know, not everyone computer savvy that's not as computer savvy can pick up. So, you know, what she's doing is uh, iPad digital art and creating uh, how to do it and add like uh, layers and however uh, that digital part works. It's kind of out of my realm. No, my um, my daughter is actually studying to be an animator. Oh, so, great. yeah. So it's like it's the same thing, too. She tries to explain it to me and my brain explodes. So, you know, it's. <laughs> So I, I kind of get that. Yeah. So her building an, a how-to, say, on YouTube or something like that, where she, all she really needs to do is start recording what she's doing when she's doing these drawings and whatnot and just post them. Okay. You'll be surprised how many people will actually watch those things just to learn how to draw. Yes. And then what you can do is in the video – or in, even in the video or even just in the notes of the video, you know, the the bottom part that has the words or whatever. Yeah. Put a link to your website. Put a link to your giveaway. Put a link to your email list, how to get into your email list, that kind of thing. So if people like what she's doing, they'll click on these links to be then become part of your community. Great. Yep, I agree. She, and she has been exploring and making uh, like TikToks um, with uh, not necessarily how to, um, but more of like the progression of like a tattoo. Mm-hmm. Um, and and our TikTok is, uh, you know, Rebel Art Empire, but but it is her tattoo uh, side as well. So it's showing both both aspects of her career and uh, a how to. Uh, a lot of people do ask questions, especially with the enamel pin side. Um, and they need help. And there isn't a lot of, uh, you know, reference out there that makes it simple. You know, we want to make it things simple for us as well. Exactly. And that's kind of what I was thinking too, because I haven't heard a whole lot of people doing that, putting it on YouTube or whatever to see, you know, how these actually work. Now, YouTube do have shorts. I mean, you know that, right? That YouTube yes. actually has shorts that are like TikToks. Yeah. I would actually start putting that same content that she has on TikTok on the YouTube shorts. Okay. You can do that. You can actually reuse content for other things. For example, um, on my podcast, I actually do a video as well as audio. So I take that video and I put it on a YouTube channel and then I take clips of that video and use it on my TikTok. And then I take the, um, I take the transcription of the podcast and put it in my website for uh my blog okay so finding ways to use content in different ways in other places 
saves a lot of time and a lot of headache. And we'll we'll start building your brand a little bit more. Yeah, and and, and it all makes sense because uh, we we are watching uh, you know off brand of other people's uh, you know uh, entrepreneurships. We are watching those videos of their things. So mm-hmm. yes, uh, having our own and and all those different resources, especially if you can repurpose the same video and just put it in you know on more people's computer screens and phones. It makes it, uh, you know, the work's already done. That's right. And it builds your brand. And that's that's yes. the most important part at the, at, at the end there. And I was thinking yeah. the same thing for you, too. Um, the piercings. Taking, you know, now, as long as, as long as, obviously, if the person's okay with being on the video, you could actually do an instructional video how to pierce. You know, that is something I've always considered. Um when it comes to that piercing part and posting those types of videos, it's almost like uh, giving out the magic tricks. Uh, so in my community among my peers, it's very frowned upon to share that knowledge easily given to the public. Now, and there are people that do it and then their peers just kind of frown at them. And as much as that would be a really uh, a, a way to kind of corner that market, because um, the, the more of them that are doing it, like would say and be respected, do it through Patreon. So that way, you're, you know, if, if you are doing it and people are willing to pay for it, even if it's a minimal and respectable price, it seems to be, uh, you know, a better version then um but just what you just said you can just let people know on the free medias that it's available yeah and you know what i was thinking too and this just kind of hit me just now is actually building a course on how to pierce yes and and what you could do is sell that course online and that could be part of like some of the things that you're talking about uh, in videos and whatnot. Hey, if you, you or you know, you, you could even just talk about it and then say, Hey, if you want to learn this, you can go to my course and that kind of thing. And then you could use that course. You could sell that course on uh, your social media. You could sell that course uh, on the email list that you've been building up and that kind of thing. And it sounds like you're pretty experienced. I mean, how long have you been piercing for? It sounds like it's been a while. Um, uh, two decades as a full-time piercer. Okay, so like you obviously have the know-how and you have the authority to be able to do that. So um, putting a course together that you could sell online, you can use Teachable. Teachable is uh, teachable.com. And that that will actually – all you really need to do is record it, a section of your course, and then throw it into Teachable, basically down it into Teachable, and it will throw it into a course that you can sell. Oh, wow. So, um, and then honestly, I, there's ways to sell courses to make sure it's going to work before you actually fully go into it. Mm-hmm. Um, build the course, sell it. Well, not even sell it, give it away to about four or five trusted people that you understand, have them watch it and then critique it for you. And then you can make changes and make it better and then sell it for cheap, okay. sell it for like 25, 30 bucks. Get information back from them 
and just keep building it up. And as you go along, you can make it a little more expensive, a little more expensive to get because you know you're building up a better product. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So, I mean, I would experiment with that to, as another stream of income. I like it. Well, that's uh, that's the best way really is to have multiple ways to you know get on everyone's computer screen. And even someone that's, as a piercer, if they're not interested in learning, they're going to feel more confident in my ability just to get their nose pierced. That they're like, oh, he's an online instructor too. You know, just having that as an accomplishment just will kind of really ensure a little more trust on those, uh, you know, new clients that, you know, come along. I'm in a college town, so I do get a lot of uh, new clients, you know, really every semester. So it's, you know, there's always new, new faces on, on top of, you know, the residents that follow me around from place to place that I've been throughout the years. That's good. Actually, that's really good to have a, a college crowd come in and be able to talk to you, too. You could listen to them and listen to how they communicate, what kind of language they use, because they're going to use a different language than like somebody that sells computers or cars or something like that. That's going to be the demographic that you want to sell to. So listen to the way they talk and listen to the way they describe things and use that same language in your emails, in your uh, courses, whatever. That way you're, you're speaking their language, basically. Yeah, yeah. Just like we were talking about earlier where my daughter's speaking a different language. I can't understand it because it's not my thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Kind of the same idea with them. You want to be able to talk, speak their language. So if you understand their language and they start realizing you are on in the same kind of page as they are, they're more apt to be able to work with you. Yep. And uh, I do feel like a dinosaur these days uh, among the younger groups because uh, I don't follow uh, the same trends. So, um, you know, as much as I'm supposed to be ahead of those trends because I sell vanity to, that age group, I, I, um, I'm still learning. Well, you still want to be yourself. I mean, that's the thing too. Yeah. And that's why people are going to want to gravitate toward you. The people that like what you do, they're going to gravitate for you because of you. I mean, you're the one that they're going to want to come see. So, you know, you still want to be yourself and all that. That's uh we're having. My uh, nickname has made it very easy for, uh, brand recognition because no one remembers that Anthony did their piercing um, good or bad. They enjoy telling their friends that a guy named meatloaf did their piercing. So that's uh yeah. A lot of people love saying, Hey, DJ scooped helped me out. You know that, I mean, that's the whole thing there. And then I work at a restaurant, I'm a server in a restaurant and they call me Scooby-Doo there. So it's a lot easier <laughs> for me when I was selling cars. I was the guy in the piano tie. That's why I, I wear the piano tie. Oh, oh, great. And yeah, actually. Yep. Oh, and functional. Yes, and functional. So that's how people remembered me when I was selling cars. They couldn't remember who I was. And now they know I had this piano tie that played happy birthday for their daughter. That's great. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yep. To brand yourself for people to remember you. That's the way to do it. Yeah, those those little things uh, have always uh left a uh, positive taste in people's mouths to keep uh, keep that memory alive. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything else on your mind that you want to talk about and discuss? I mean, 
Well, I uh, I really liked uh, you had said uh, it was called uh, Convert Kit. Was it ConvertKit.com? Yes. Okay. Um, yep. And then uh, and then Teachable.com. Uh, I wrote those both down. Uh, I, I actually I, I really like the ideas of the QR code and an email list. And to be honest, as many email lists as I've signed up for and unsubscribed to throughout time. I'm really shocked that it takes our conversation to really say that that's something I should have been doing sooner, especially it was always in front of me. Um, and that, that right there is, you know, if I could take anything away from this, that right there is going forward starts now. Um, you know, the QR code and I, and I a hundred percent agree with that as well, because it makes things so much easier. We want to, not everyone remembers Rebel Art Empire, and there are other one-off names that you know sound similar in all the brands out there. So we're not the only Rebel Art; we're the only Rebel Art Empire. But there, I'm sure there are Rebel Designs and Empire Art and all those other you know similarities. So a direct QR code is going to you know dummy proof, as I like to say and i try to dummy proof my life is uh if i had a motto that's really it is you know dummy proof your life and uh you know make things as simple as possible and if you do that things go a little uh less stressful and uh so yeah i i think um really you, you got the two things uh that i really needed to uh have that light bulb pop up on for me good good so um, one quick book that I want you to read, too, um, okay. called The Big Leap. And uh, that goes into finding your zone of genius and how to take advantage of it. Now, have you heard of the zone of genius before? Uh, just through uh, your podcast. Okay. So that's the book that I, I use to talk about in my, in my episode 25. I always suggest that for any entrepreneur because it's it's changed my life. It, it's changed my thinking on how I present myself, where I want to be in my podcast, and how to get there. So it, I think it could do the same thing for you too. So just make sure you, you look into that book. And uh, I, I, I always suggest it with just about everybody. So let's see. What else here? Um, yeah, well, good positive thinking is uh, always good. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, think about um, putting some kind of YouTube, instructional YouTube video between either you or your wife. I think that would be a great tool for you guys to get your name out there. Yep, I'm going to talk to her about that. She does enjoy doing those video editing and adding a, her little uh, personality to those things. So I, I think uh, another reason to create, I think, would... Uh, be a fun uh, venture for. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Do you have any questions for me? Do you have anything that you want me to go over? Anything you're not sure on? Anything that uh, that you want to cover? Um, well, I, I really feel that uh, you said the right things to me uh, to get my gears going forward uh, after our conversation right now. Um, okay. And, 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 I, and I will, uh, if I do, I, I'll send you an email every day if I have one. <laughs> well, if when you get that, you know, when you get that email list going, I want you to put me on it. Oh, excellent. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So do that. 
<laughs> I will. All right. So what I'd like to do too is um, in about about a month or so after you've had that trade show, or let's see, when's, when's that next trade show? Did you say it was next week or that? No, tra- the trade show is not till February. Yeah, so it's still uh, a couple months, a couple months in advance. Okay, so I would actually like to um, get together with you again in about a month's time, and just okay. to see how progress is going. And I want to see how things are, are going for you. I'm not going to charge you for that one either. Okay. Okay, and I want to see how things are going too. And then, if you want or whatever. And if you feel like I have provided you with some great service, if you can do me a a favor and maybe just write a, a blurb about how I helped you. Yes. Um, but make sure I want to make sure everything that I told you is helping you. So do the stuff first, make sure it's working and then write the thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because if none of that works, it's kind of a moot point. Yeah. But I'm just trying to – the reason why I do a lot of these first couple for free is because I'm trying to get my my name out there as a coach. So yes. having yes. having that frame of of reference for people to say, hey, he helped me and this is what happened and it was great would definitely help me. Um, and it's, instead of charging you, just doing that instead would be great. And I, I enjoyed your episode where you had talked to uh, a young lady that uh, was a coach and then you guys had mentioned that even she had gotten coaching. Oh yeah, uh, Becca. That was that was actually a, a yep. follow up episode for my episode four. Yeah, she's she was cool. I really like talking to her. We're actually in pretty close connection. I'm actually in her social group uh, on Facebook, and you know we talk to each other all the time. But yeah, yeah, it's, even the coaches need coaches. That's <laughs> I yes. thought that was kind of a, yeah. a thing. <laughs> yeah. So well, it's you know it's not something I'm used to as uh, discussing anything. Uh, with my business or personal life, uh, especially, you know, with someone I met on the internet. Um, and you know, this is, this is, uh, you know, going forward, I enjoyed it. And, and I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, well, our, we can have, uh, some better, uh, transactions going forward. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to keep in touch with you and watch you in your entrepreneurial adventure and see where, you, where it takes you. Great. Well, thank All you. Right. Absolutely. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for, for sitting down and talking with me. Um, the last thing I'd like to ask you, what's the one thing you're going to do like right now? As soon as we get off of this phone call, what are we going to do? Uh, first thing I'm going to do is, uh, well, brag to my wife that I have uh, this positive energy to just move forward and create the the next chapter in um, – Rebel Art Empire and uh, Mandy and Meatloaf's uh, body art adventure. You know, it just it's just going to continue growing and not fizzle out or get stale or become unrelevant. There you go. And if you have any questions about that, you know where to find me, right? I do. Okay. <laughs> hey, thank you again, DJ Scoob. You're welcome. <laughs> Hey, you take, take care. care of yourself and contact me anytime, okay? I will. Hello, Scoop Believers, and I hope you really enjoyed listening to the coaching that I had with Meatloaf the Piercer. 
uh, aka Anthony. <laughs> he was actually a great guy to talk to, and we're still in close contact on the uh, on the Twitter there. We that's kind of where we met was on Twitter. Uh, he's actually done a lot of great things since that coaching, and uh, I will be following up with him as time goes on, especially after that Comic-Con that he's going to be going to in the next month or two. I got this DM from Meatloaf the Piercer a couple of days after this interview, and I wanted to go ahead and read it to you so you kind of see an update of what he's been up to. So first, I finished the audiobook The Big Leap yesterday. I'm going to start it over on Monday. I really enjoyed it. After our conversation and the book, it really has my gears turning. I figured out how to access the back end of my Piercing and Rebel Art website and still working on where to start with my email structure and signing up and what to send out. New pins should be arriving soon from our manufacturer, so we are going to lead with that once they are in hand. I'm still working on how to get my wife equally as excited on my newfound drive for business. Too many ideas seem to be overwhelming her. I'm learning how to be a better business partner at the same time. And I'm only seeing positive results in our days ahead. Thanks again, and I'm sure I'll have more feedback again very soon. Have a great weekend. So it's great to see that he's actually executing on a few things that we've talked about. I really hope he keeps going, and I can't wait to kind of follow up with him. If anybody would like to be coached by me... I would really enjoy talking to you if you could reach out to me on my email address, which is doingittodaycoaching at gmail.com. And if you want to get coached by me, just like I coached Meatloaf the Piercer, reach out to me and uh, maybe we could put something together for you. Thank you so much for listening today, and we're looking forward to the next uh, podcast. All right, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>Save yourself time and grow your brand. Try it now and see what it can do for you.